Yeah. I mean, was Dutchie objectively a good dog? No. Okay. <laughs> she wasn't. She was a well-behaved dog. She was just like a very unfriendly dog. Like she wasn't she, interested in. She being was a dad's dog. best friend and almost no one else's. I mean. of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, where... She can't even contain herself. Who, who she can't? can't? I can't. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, is Alana <laughs> losing her mind? She's losing her mind. Okay. Well, I wish she would have been live. I'll see how long... Usually I'll I'm s- laughing alone in my car. So, and he was uh, eating an apple before. So oh, yeah. So the voice... I, I, I primed it. I primed it big time <laughs> for this for this special guest. So I'm joined by Becky and Lily, as usual. And we do have a special guest. The special guest is none other than old dear friend, not old in age, but old as in time, Alana Austin, who, in addition to being a really good friend of, of all of us, uh, is also an avid listener. And we love when people are listening and and play along with us, and we look for opportunities to bring them on. And Alana, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be and, here. And I'm going to load a picture into the Skype chat just to give you some context um, on how we know each other for you to react to. So these these pictures will pop up momentarily. I don't know if you oh see boy. them. Well, that you promise they'll be on social media though. After? Uh, well, we're gonna I mean, we're gonna need Alana's permission. <laughs> Do you no, see the pictures? I, 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 I give her. I'm good. Once she heard the. It's like the opposite of an NDR. She signed on. Oh my God! Wait, I don't Try. see anything. It what? is you who needs to worry fine. about the picture, not Elena. Elena, <laughs> you're fine. Did you guys? Try. Don't I look the same? Yes. They look. <laughs> You know who doesn't look the same? Me. Guy. So, Wait, why can't I see the hey, pictures? I, I have a really important question. Since we are going to be talking about the new Nino, are there like parallels that you guys recall from your high school days to the to the original show Nino Two and Do you do you feel like that really represented you in high no. school? Your no, friends. not me. There's nothing, in nothing Montreal. similar between me, other than the fact that David Silver was Jewish. Like that's about it. That's all I got. So, so in this picture, are we seeing Kelly and um, just like we're, a, we're seeing oh. Kelly and like a Make a Wish kid at? Uh, so what I, I what I shared in the group was a picture. Alana was my for Americans it's called prom for Canadians it's called grad. We were each other's dates as friends. Uh, uh, okay, now I know what you're talking about. To to prom. So you see the pictures? Did they come through? No, I don't see the pictures. All right. Well, everyone Shut can see them, but you. Yeah. Can you see the screen of the three of us? Yeah. Right. If you run your mouse over it, there'll be like a little open conversation box on the bottom. Two over from the heart emoji. It looks like a little blurb with some lines on it. When you click on it, the conversation will pop up. 
And that's where the chat is with the pictures. Just wait till social media next week. Okay. Yeah. Or, or, or there, I sent them to you in Gmail just now. When you get a chance, okay. look at them. But those little marks. Since you're dealing with somebody who's very tech unsavvy, I, I, oh. I didn't know that you could like write in on the Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> We're scrambling around trying to find a computer that has Skype on it. This is, this is a whole new level. I'm pretty sure Skype is only used for our, our podcast at this point. So yes, we you know Becky is right though because that era, 1997 when we went to our prom was, you know, I would say peak or post-peak 90208 years. And we're going to start today, um, after I tell my little intro story, we're going to start today with talking about the 90210. I don't know if it's a reboot is the exact word. As much as revisit, I don't know. Uh, shared universe? Maybe? Shared shared universe? Mockumentary? Shared. Uh, not a mockumentary. But, but before that, I, I'd like to talk about Instagram and Instagram ads. Uh, in general, I find that Instagram ads are like freakishly well targeted to me. Like t-shirts. I of do not obscure, agree. Weird Al Yankovic. Hold on. Extremely, extremely well targeted. I, I usually get t-shirts for obscure, weird Al Yankovic t-shirts or little tiny video game systems that can fit in your pocket and have all of the Nintendo games. No. Yet yesterday, ads for like organic cotton sheets and things like that. <laughs> I buy so much stuff off of Instagram. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. But the other day, and I shared this with you all, I got an ad for something called the Smart Hanging Bra. Now I know I am. <laughs> what not were as, you googling? I know I'm not as skinny. No, I think it's like because I obsessively use my fitness pal, and and I'm you know I'm not as skinny as I was in these pictures. I for a second thought I was like, are they trying to tell me that I've got man boobs and I need to wear this? <laughs> so this bra, as far as I can describe this crazy thing that I got a commercial for, which I bra is a stretch. I know you're That's not a, a big woman. Stretch. It's like a owl meets like a bullwhip and you it wrap it like around your neck what well, looks like, it's, it's not a boob towel you a normal towel not can dry your boobs you don't need a special towel. towel no i don't mean a towel it's i mean like a, like, like a hanger a it's like a sling it's like a, a boob hammock i feel like it's like it's like if you were doing housework and it was really hot that day and you were like, oh, it's too hot to wear clothes, but I don't, I don't want to sweat I'll wear my boob sweat catcher. Or like <laughs> if you're tired of wearing a bra, but you don't want to not be in a bra, I guess. But I, I, I texted Shai immediately back. I was like, hey, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me that you got sent this ad. B, what are you Googling? C, if I bought that, I'd break my neck. <laughs> I break like agreed, and they they picture like only women with really large boobs in it, and they just that just there's no work. way that's comfortable. And they look so happy; they're like gardening, head. they're like gardening and doing their taxes and stuff. But they're not wearing other clothes; they're only wearing this. Well, no, they're just showing. They're, I think they're wearing towels. I think the implication is that you like come out of the shower and you, I I don't know. And and what am I googling? I don't know. Like I said, I, I follow. This Women who work from home? Like, what? when are you wearing it? I'm just trying to figure it out. I, like, are you blow-drying your hair, but haven't gotten dressed yet, but don't want your boobs hanging free? You're not ready to put on a convention. You're not ready to put on a bra. Right. <laughs> just, <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm interested if anyone's listening. First of all, if you're a guy and you got an ad for oh, this. You need to buy it now. <laughs> not going to buy it. <laughs> the smart hanging bra. Let me know. Or just... Find this item and let us know if if you know what to do with it. Okay. 
with that, we will move along to a big moment that I wasn't even tracking. I was going to say low-hanging bra sales are going to skyrocket after this episode. <laughs> you, you're going to be our first sponsor. <laughs> the, the boob hammock. <laughs> is that what it's called? No, but so it should be called. No, maybe that's what their competitors call, and they're like, "Oh, let's." I'm gonna Google that right now. Ugh. So, there was a show that premiered last night, the 90210 reboot, or like we said, shared universe, called BH 90210. So not exactly called Beverly Hills 90210, and not called regular 90210. Like I think this CW show was called just 90210. This. Yeah. This show is out, like this is it. They've run out of combinations with the Beverly <laughs> Hills and the numbers nine hundred two and L. This is their last chance. They're like, they're like, they're, they're not going to do like Westmount H three Y one J eight next in Montreal. <laughs> it doesn't right. have quite as nice a ring to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll, I'll tee up the show and just say this is a a comedy dramedy comedy where the nine hundred two and L characters play exaggerated versions of themselves or frankly untrue versions of themselves and they are dealing 25 years later after the show with the with whatever's happened in their careers and going to try to reboot the show so it's almost like what they did in Seinfeld where Seinfeld has a show about a show or Larry David what's that show Curb Your Enthusiasm where they bring back Seinfeld for an extra yeah it's like a Curb kind of thing where they're all playing these fictionalized versions of their real selves and I, uh, so I'll, I'm gonna let's just go with reactions. I loved this show instantly. I was a hundred percent all on board. Allie and our dear friend Katie, who is gonna return for the season finale of 90210, is gonna join the podcast for for the season finale of 90210. They are hardcore 90210 fans, and they were emotionally confused for most of the episode. I was not. This is exactly what I, I wanted. It was pretty straightforward. It, yeah, I, don't get. I, what I was what not confused, confused whatsoever. I, but a lot of the internet was confused too. I don't. I yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like I've maybe followed these people's lives since the show probably too much. If I feel like <laughs> I'm just picking up right where I left off, because I feel like it was pretty self-explanatory. I don't know uh, but, what was confusing about also it. Also, I'll add is that a lot of shows have done this gimmick before. You, you have episodes. episodes. You have, but more importantly, I've seen it with these with this character because Tori Smelling had a show for which I am the only fan. And me you watched her reality I, show. No, no, before no, no, no. her reality I show. Reality shows. So, so I've watched her some of her reality shows. But some is like you could just say you watched them all. So but we're not even talking about that. Before her reality show, she had an incredibly smart, in my view, ahead of its time scripted show called So Notorious, where she played an exaggerated version of herself with a coterie of best friends in L.A. And Lonnie Anderson played her evil mother, and her real life mother, I think, or is a stepmother, a real mother, was like furious with the way she was portrayed because she's portrayed as like real evil and then the father uh, Aaron Spelling only appeared in the show as the voice from Charlie's Angels in her house so like he would talk to her but you wouldn't <laughs> see him and he would always be the voice and it was only on for 13 episodes and Zachary Kinto who would go on to play Spock and be an American Horror Story he was in it and it was as a her best friend. As her best friend, it, he was great. It, and was I thought it was hilarious. And in some ways, when I saw that this show was created and partially written, at least the pilot by Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth, I was like, "This is amazing! Tori Spelling's done this before, and she did it really well. And now she's got all these other people playing along." So I was well, immediately on board, and I thought it was well, hilarious and and well, well done. I, I thought what's really great is that no, not Tori, not 
um, Jenny Garth, or Kelly, and um, whatever Tori spelling. Donna Martin. Donna, thank you, Donna. Um, uh, Martin, obviously, yeah, sorry. Brain blank there. Um, neither one of them are funny on Nine or Do and Oh. They're not like the comedic bits. Well, they tried to make Donna Martin funny. She just did self flat. Like, she just wasn't funny, but Jenny Garth was hilarious in this. In this, but Kelly is not a funny character on the show. It's like drama, drama, drama. And to me, like, the two of them are amazing together. And they were so funny in this show. They were definitely the comedic relief. They have great rapport, and I, and, and I, I actually found it surprising because I think going into watching this I would I would expect myself to find Tori Spelling's character probably the most annoying and probably like the worst actor but she was great she and you could tell she must have a great sense of humor about herself and her life and she plays it well she actually is acting it quite well better than she ever did as Donna Martin 100% I agree I agree yeah, I feel like she is definitely most improved because she's like Donna's unbearable to watch pretty much. Whereas you know now she's actually an actress. And, and totally, totally, totally funny. Exactly, I totally enjoyed it. Now, what did Alana? What did you think of the opening when they start you in the peach pit and it looks like it's a nine hundred two one episode? What did you think was happening? I will admit I was a little confused by that, but I also loved it. I just I am I am a I'm a big nostalgia person and 90210 holds a very very special place in my heart. It Can was you really tell like us your viewing like conference party that I saw on Instagram. Yes, that well that was about a, um, a conference call that was scheduled at least a month ago. Love it. <laughs> with, Love it. Um, you know, four of my closest friends from high school and we, you know, we had a uh, we regularly watch 902 and 0 together. In fact, this is a pretty fairly embarrassing story, but when um when 902 ended, we had a party to watch the finale and we had to cut everyone came dressed up as a character mm-hmm. and I, I was none other than donna martin um in the in the iconic donna martin graduate scene i had like my little graduation cap and the boobs amazing. all pushed up and big <laughs> amazing it was amazing a video a vcr uh tape exists somewhere with my performance i performed the scene where donna martin gets um I think she gets kicked out of. Oh yeah, where 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 she's at a PTA meeting and they want to put condom dispensers in the bathrooms. Oh my god, I totally remember that. That's super famous scene. And she gives she gives this whole speech about if you have a pool, you you can teach your children to swim, but you have to put a fence around it. Anyways, I performed that scene and it's on video somewhere. Hopefully yeah. never to be found. But <laughs> anyways, amazing. as I said, um, this this was a very important show to me growing up. Uh, probably, I mean, definitely in my top three favorite shows of all time and it was so we all grew up in montreal and the show already was in the states before it came to us it was a big deal when it was a no longer big deal. just on, I, I the, remember on, that. The, on the cable boxes of the rich kids who had those you know the stolen cable box then <laughs> then everyone got it on television and it was like everybody stopped what they were doing to watch and they were watching with their whole families it was a zeitgeist, zeitgeist moment becky and lily i when this show came on you were pretty young did you watch Watched it from the it beginning every single week absolutely we watched and we had to stop watching it with mom because she was like always so like you know mom is like super cool and like with like, it and everything mom is like in some like latin i don't know like old Very school cool. way 
weird way. She can be very conservative. And so it would be like every week she'd be like, oh, no, no. Look at that one again. Oh, no, no, no. So Don't you this is so really girl, funny. Girl, because when Do we... not do what that girl, do not. And we'd be like, mom, it's just a show. Stop. So this is really funny is that Alana and I were talking yesterday as we were getting ready for the episode. And Alana was talking about watching with her mother. I remember watching with mom. But my re- I don't remember watching with you guys. I remember watching with mom. And my memories of mom is mom being like totally cool and like totally into all the salacious yeah, and stuff. but again, part of her weird Latina thing is that because you're a boy and you're the old standard, Chai. We were probably right next to you. You don't remember us till probably around our late teens, early 20s. But we were right next to you sitting there. And mom was probably in the middle of us saying one thing to you and then turning around and saying the opposite to you just don't remember. <laughs> I think my mom initially watched it with me to make sure that like the content was okay because it was like very scandalous when it first was scandalous. Yeah, they oh. that, they pushed the envelope back in the day. Oh they yeah, they really did. Condoms and I mean, bathrooms. I mean, Riverdale being on when we were kids. Oh for my God, God's sake! Oh, I think Andrea alluded to that in the sh- in last night's show, oh, right? Did she? Like she was, yeah, when when the girl at the bar was like, "Come on, did you ever? Did Andrea ever think?" Oh right, and she says, or in she's the 90s. like the pantsuits, and Andrea was like, "Are you kidding? This was a show in the '90s. There was no way that they were going to tackle that." But right. it would have been interesting if you know if it was made now. They certainly would have gone there. All right, let's go through where the characters where we find them, what they look like, how they behaved. Let's start with Steve Sanders. How'd you guys feel? Anyone have any Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. I hated Steve Sanders in the past, but he looks unbelievable. I thought he aged the best of everyone. And he's been in the public That's eye. Like he's done all those... He's done all those... Iron Zeering. Iron Zeering. Sharknados. All, all those Sharknados. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, like, I don't like to... I mean, I don't think it's fair to, like, talk about people's, like, physical aspects, but... Because, I mean, they, these are human beings who exist in the real world. And I think they all look great. I just, it's, like, freakish how good he looks. It looks like, like he was preserved. It looks like he was preserved. Exactly. Yeah. He looks fantastic. Um, and so but does Jenny no Garth. And okay, but Jenny Garth has had a crap ton of plastic surgery. But I have to say, her surgery, like, decent. good on her esthetician, or her yeah. plastic surgery. She looks fantastic. Well, I have a theory about Steve Sanders, Ian, Ian, whatever his name is. Do you think it's not that he looks so good now? It's just that as a teenager, he yeah, looks really think, old. He looked old and like he just looked like really old. And remember, and his he was shirts? not the most attractive. So maybe he just sort of met in the middle. He grew into himself. He grew into himself for that, sure. That, that's fair. So did Brian Austin Green because I think objectively he looks pretty good now. No, yeah. I disagree. I thought he looked uh-huh. way better back then. His body's still pretty good, but like it, clearly I have no issue I ju- objectifying these people. <laughs> <laughs> Go right but ahead. I don't know his face. He looks like a little gaunt, a little. Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't so, so impressed with how he kept his face. So, so speaking of faces, Fair. are Becky and Lily? Are you at all weirded out that they cast Mom as Andrea Zuckerman? Because well, when Mom Zuckerman gets her haircut short, Mom's look. Right. Mom like has they, been on they, so many TV shows over the course of our life. I like lives. I don't find it weird anymore when I turn <laughs> on. I'm like, yeah, there's Mom, circa 1992. There's Mom, like from her last, like last summer's haircut. You yeah. know, like Alana. Do you know that one of the great lores of our family is that when we used to watch Today's Special, we were absolutely convinced the lady Jody was my mom. No, I didn't. One hundred percent. My mom had a lot of pink jumpsuits and a perm. So. 
that we well, just it was assumed, the 80s. Yeah, we assumed that that was her, and so, she's very tanned. So yeah, they, they, so they got, so they got, so yeah, Andrea Zuckerman, they nailed the Jewish mom psychotherapist look. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Uh, we talked about Donna Martin. How about, how have, I really enjoyed Jason Priestley's performance. I'm going to tell you who he reminds he doesn't, me of. He, he looks like he's aged. He reminds yeah. me of Mark Hamill he's a little bit. Correct age that he should be. Mark, why do you got to bring everything back to Mark Hamill? Because, like, there's a few things things come back to. <laughs> and Mark <laughs> Hamill is one of them. He reminds me of Mark Hamill because of they both got in car accidents. But also okay. because I think he's a ta- an all-around talented guy who's under the radar. And now Mark Hamill's not so under the radar. I think, you know, he's more... But to me, I'm looking for a Jason Priestley major comeback from this particular event. A Priestley... I just feel that overall, the, the first episode made me sad. Because I feel like all of them are so... Like, what you, I think it's Brian Austin Green says, yeah, like, it doesn't matter if I want to be back in the spotlight. Like, people don't want to see me. And I feel like that's something that they all suffer from. Well, I, I was going to say that. I, I think that what I liked about the show so much is that they, in a very subtle way, they went real, real, like, in, like real shit a few times. And I think that was very cool. They didn't just keep it superficial. He says that, and you're like, ooh, that's definitely something they've all thought. Um, and then when they make fun or they make reference to the divorces, the money problems, like, those are real references to, like, I mean, they make references to Jason Brzezinski. Well, uh, and then when the, guy, when the guy, Kelly, the pig farmer, calls her Kelly instead of Jenny. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I'm sure of, that's happened to her many the, times. The best so, real-life like, reference of all, though, was when they called Jason Priestley Canada Girl and talked about... About how if it wasn't for the show, he'd be right. tapping maple syrup. <laughs> that Canadian, which is hilarious. Um, and and their reputations that like how his reputation annoyed the shit out of Kelly or Jenny Garth or whatever. Um, and is that I, true though? I read that they were actually friendly and that they had oh, a I'm good sure relationship they, in no, I'm life. Sure, I'm sure they were, but that that but it's even alluding to the fact of like he. What he probably had to deal with, of, or what they had to deal with, of the double standard. Even if they mm-hmm. were friends, there was absolutely a double standard. Sure. And the fact that in real life, Shannon Doherty has been vilified on every show, like as the actress that she's been on, and then they make reference to it like it's 100% real. I love well, that. So uh, how about how about that? It, first of all, is Shannon Doherty, so I know she's in the credits, but is, is she committed she's, to being in the committed. show? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. see scenes, scenes from the next episode, um, you'll see she's, 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 she's coming back. I, I, Full force. I always loved her. I think she's amazingly talented. And I love that they kept her as this looming specter above the, the rest of the crew. Sorry. Are one of you at the airport? <laughs> I don't know. My kids just got home. I don't know what, what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have Shannon, Doherty, here, here. <laughs> Shannon Doherty was calling via Instagram Live, like in the show. Hello. <laughs> um, my favorite my favorite line is when, um, and when 
is when they make reference to her possibly coming back, and Jenny Garth's like, oh, this weekend was hard enough, and Shannon wasn't even here. <laughs> that was amazing. That's amazing. Obviously, they're all good friends. But, like, and on many occasions, they bring up the fact, like, don't worry. Like, when they when she and Tori first right. land, and she's like, it's fine. Shannon's not, not going to be there. It can't be that bad. <laughs> like, no, I can't wait till she comes back and see how they clash. So, or maybe she's, like, she's like she... a super nice person who's well-adjusted. But I'd love to, like, find out why they all, like, what the, because they're obviously. I mean, she's so famous for me, like, but even on um, Charmed and stuff, like, yeah. she ended that show really bad. And um, not to harp on the looks thing, but she kind of looks a little bit. She mm, did have janky. breast cancer. She did survive, and like, she horrific did survive. cancer. Yeah. Okay, like, way to make me cancer. feel like an asshole. <laughs> no, but I, I, she does, she does look like she got a lot of work done, though. Cancer or no cancer. Yeah. All these people only have the nicest things to say about you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's end on a somber note. What did you all? What do you all oh, make? Oh, you're of, gonna make me cry. Of, of, I literally tears, tears I did in my too. eyes. I really did you? Because I, I was like, absolutely. it's not just me. When they mentioned him the first time, I got teary eyed, and then they mentioned him again at the panel, tears, and then when they showed that picture of him at the end, just but definitely that was at the end. I really teared up. I mean, it's just so sad, right? Like he, it was so the timing was just so terrible, and and he, he was. Wasn't gonna, such he wasn't gonna be part, part of it. He, he wasn't, wasn't gonna be no, he wasn't gonna be part of it. He never signed on. Oh, I didn't but, know that. But I you know, but but I think it's always like holding out hope. Um, that maybe he could have, and it's not like, oh, he didn't sign on, he should be dead. I mean, like, really, least... that's no one made that conclusion. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, he Lily's wasn't like, going to be on the Tori show, Spelling but every, I'm sure they were, they, they would have made a different kind of reference to him, you know, like the fact that they have to reference, like, he's not here because he's gone is really sad. They would have hoped, I think they would have hoped he would have signed on. So, exactly. I, so, I'm going to exactly. go controversial, and I'll say, of all of the people in the show, to me, he's the only one that would have been super out of place because. I am such a big Riverdale fan, and even if, even if that show isn't the most famous in the world, it's a pretty big phenomenon. Well, it's like yeah. what, what Beck was, was saying, he he has a career, or he, he had a he, career. He was great on it. Like he was like there, no one could ever argue with the fact that Luke Perry was one of the strongest parts of that show, and his acting was great, and his playing this sort of older good guy kind of character, which is a lot different than Dylan McKay. Was, I'm going to say he's the only one that success, like had a fairly successful career outside of 90210. The rest you, of them kind of... You think so? I mean, uh, uh, I Shannon Doherty fronted Charm. Well, I guess Jenny Garth did, but... And Jen- no, I feel like Luke Perry has made maybe the most movies, and you could what say like what, what movies? The Fifth Element, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Those, those were all in seconds. like But that was before Nino, or like during. That was like during the Nino two and craze. Post Nino years. No, I think he was enjoying a really big comeback, but enough of one that it would have been odd to have him on this show where they're all kind of in the same zone. Well, it's like Full House, not like having Mary Kate and Ashley on there would have been like a bit ridiculous. I, I would have so, taken one of them appearing. It seems yeah, a lot. They're multi-billionaires. They don't it's, interesting, that it's interesting that you bring that up. I watched the pilot of Full House. And I, Full House was another one of those like super nostalgic shows for me. I watched it every week like with my extended Same. family, with my cousins. Us we too. loved it. Us too. I found the reboot unwatchable. Like it made me cringe. I was like, I can't. I watched the so, first episode and then never revisited. But this 90210 thing, it was a thing of beauty. Having them all back together, and I, I just thought it was the key was so that they, they, their personas are so like nobody really cares like 
Candace Cameron Burr. Like, she's DJ. She can be no one else. Sorry. What? For no, her. she's Sorry on all that. those Hallmark, like, religious sure, movies that we don't whatever. watch. whatever. But to us, there always be those people. Whereas I feel like Nino is so big that these characters, we know their actor names and they're melded as one, but we're even more happy to see the behind the scenes of what these people playing these people that we loved who are like our age or a bit older than us but our generation now what they're like and they're like it's like a a secret behind the scenes that obviously is fake which i'm clearly treating as a documentary (laughs) (laughs) i'm fine with i feel like brian austin green's story is like what would have happened if had he stayed with megan fox and she became famous oh he's not with megan fox anymore no, no, sadly. Oh, no. I missed that. Okay. Well, speaking of documentaries, we're going to segue now to talk about one of the groundbreaking Netflix documentaries of the last few years. <laughs> At least as far as Lily's concerned. Bastardizing the word documentary. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we start, who am I? Oh, that is that is some serious. <laughs> uh, you just tied up your I'm hair. I'm getting into character. Like Raquel. So Raquel. we are about to talk about La Casa de Papel, also known as Money Heist Season 3. Do they change to La Casa de Oro now? Because well, that, so that's my first question. The name of the show translates to House of Paper. And they're not even robbing a house of paper. They're only paper I, I just think it's a reference season. to a bank. Uh, is it? Is that what they that's call? Is that what you call it? Is that what they call banks? it's not. I mean, no, it's not what they call banks. But I just think it's a reference to banks. Like, what would be a reference to a bank here? That's not the a word. Paper bank. house. A money house. <laughs> well, anyways, money? a money house. Money house. Because they're stealing things that are worth money. So we are back in the world of España with our favorite. I feel like it's like you guys visit me when you watch that show. Well, that is what you're... <laughs> the opening of the show, which starts with Rio and Tokyo just making love constantly and catching fish is like basically what it sounds like your life is out there. Just like nude, nude people... Spaniards lots, know how to have a good time. L- lots of vacation. No I'm coming to visit you, Lily. <laughs> Speaking of things that are iconic of Spaniards, there's something that I really want to bring up as a first thought, which is Tokyo's mullet. It's a oh, very. I knew Becky would get like that. That, like that haircut is so for real's real. That is so iconically Spanish. And from the north of Spain, you know, like specifically. Female mullet. They love the northern part of Spain. That's a typical haircut. All right. Well, let's take her and send her back to the northern part of Spain where she yeah, belongs. she's definitely the worst character on the show. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they know that. So Tokyo returns with a mullet and a bikini. And poor little Rio is obsessed with her. And I, this is a funny part because if anyone's ever had a long-distance relationship, when she decides to ditch him and he essentially endangers not just himself but every but single everybody. person just so he can, like, have a... Like, it reminds me of meeting in an internet cafe or I being in an internet cafe and sending emails to someone when you were having a long-distance relationship so she can have a satellite phone which is instantly traced. <laughs> And he ends up being tortured. So the robbers decide the only way they can save themselves, and they don't seem to be much no, in danger. Not themselves to save him. To they save did. him, which is a question I want to unpack, <laughs> is to not just rob a bank, but do the biggest bank robbery in the history of Spain and bre- bre- breach the Federal Reserve. Okay, but this 
But this is why I'm loving this season. I actually only have two episodes left because it is staying true to the world they have created. This yes. is a world in which they accomplish things only by robbing bank or bank type buildings. That is how all goals are achieved. So if they tried to save Rio by trying to go and physically save him, that would make no sense. They don't have the skill set for that. Wait, hold, was, okay. So, I, yeah, that's I fine, but why that? not let they Rio languish in prison? Oh, that part of because Tokyo asks them to? Yeah, because I, I think there's a few things to... happening. I think they want more money. They want to that they have the bug, you know what I mean? And like two years or two and a half years laid up on island because they can't really do anything, right? Well, They're still in hiding. What? Enver does no, definitely doesn't doesn't want to do it. Okay. He definitely doesn't want to do he it. He doesn't want to do it. But in general, the gang is sort of like, okay, this is, we did it the first time. Why wouldn't we be able to do it again? And it's the like um, challenge, yeah, well, the excitement, getting back to, you know, the old days or whatever, and not being uh, sitting on island yeah, doing yeah. nothing because they can't really do anything in their new lives. It's like they can like go hang yeah. out and like start a real life. See, I have some reservations about that though because yeah, I get it, but like the professor. Um, sorry, I'm getting a phone call and I don't. Okay, um, the professor. I feel like it's like out of character for him to be like, okay, we're gonna go do this heist without the proper preparation, without the time. I feel like this it's uncharacteristic well, of him to rush into it. I mean, well, the rep. They seem to have done some preparation because there's three different flashbacks going on in this show at any given time. There's ones from before the first money heist, and then they're the ones preparing for the House of Gold heist with Palermo playing in the spot for Berlin. Berlin. So when the professor gets the idea, he's already nearly worked it all out or gone through the entire thing with Palermo and Berlin. But just for some reason, he decides to end. We don't know why he ends up doing the bank one instead. Oh, I'm sure they'll reveal it. No, they say, well, they say so far what they said is that the reason he did the Royal Mint instead of the reserve for the gold originally is because he created he created the plan for the Royal Mint and he trusts his own plan vendor. He doesn't trust anyone else. So because Berlin created the, oh. the reserve plan, he does, he, he inherently just will not trust the plan because someone and, else. And Berlin's it. more of a, a, a risk taker. He's a bigger risk taker. He's bigger more of a dreamer. Boy. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm following that. I, I'm buying that. Okay. Which makes which I buy. So, so we're going to do this part is no spoilers, but then we're going to go into spoilers. And, and, and also technically, I don't, I don't know what, damn it. I don't know what Be- episode Becky's on. Becky, what was the last thing you That's saw? Episode six, which is when it ends with Rio being brought up to the steps of the reserve and he's waving to everyone and we think he's going to be let in. And so, like, that's where it ended for me. So, technically, if he gets let in, their mission of getting him back is accomplished. It's accomplished and now they just need to escape so with... Technically, robbing the Federal Reserve got Rio back. It they did. just have to, they they just have to get out. It's like leverage, yeah. Uh, yes, and that's the part that... That's the part that's coming next. Okay, so, so we'll talk about everything except for the... So, the first question, Becky, have you gotten to the part where the professor school? No, you haven't gotten to the part where the professor schooled no. Raquel. The no. most so, he's done so far is called her the weakest link. Right, so just later in the show, he, he like, rubs in her face Thro- that yeah, he, he throws it in her, her face. That he, like, had her... Although, had her it is, it's trick. not really fair because well, she beat did... Weakest but link. she did catch him. Oh, she's the she worst She just let him cop. go. Weakest link. 
she's the weakest link. She is. We all know it. Right, but she's not a bad cop. Like, I don't think it's, I think it's wrong to say, oh, why yeah, is he having him. her she help him? She let him go. She just let him go. So he, like, got her there. But other than that, she figured it so out who he was. if she had caught him, she would be a hero. She would be undisgraced. And none of this would be happening. Yes and no. Her ex-husband was literally trying to destroy her life. And yeah, she was so, miserable. Yeah, where's he? And, and she, she fell was... in love with him. Right. Well, fair enough. And she was miserable. Like, her whole entire life up to that point was basically, like, awful. Lily, how many romances in Spain start with bank robbery? On average, you think? Because <laughs> oh. in this show, <laughs> it's, ten, like, three out of five. I would say, like, four out of ten. It's okay. probably more realistic. I have to tell you, every time Denver and Monica... And it's a solid seven out of ten that, like, some together. I just like get so emotional and start to cry because I love them so much. Uh, okay. Monica and Denver. Monica and Denver. Ugh. So before we before we pass uh, before we p- pass into the zone of spoilers, let's hear everybody's MVPs of the season. Lily, your MVP. Obviously Denver. He is the most interesting. Obviously, it's a hundred percent Denver. He, he's, he's the only one so far that has also... got himself into this and he... been like, "What was I doing?" <laughs> Why did I do No, this? but he's also, like, gotten his shit together. He hasn't been, like, boo-hoo-hooing the entire time of, like, what was I doing? No, he's brave. Um, plus, his whole... I don't know if... I'm, I'm just not going to ruin anything, Becky. I don't know if you've seen that part. His whole trying to help that nerdy guy yeah, get that cripple. That's great. I'm sorry. Well, he's literally yeah, the Yeah, that was pretty cool. Well, also, he, is adorable. He, he's like, look, I know how to pick up women when they're being held hostage. <laughs> in the bank. <laughs> he's like, take this gun, shoot her in the leg. <laughs> I'm happily married. I have to say, my my MVP is is Nairobi. Oh, she just she's so joyful. She brings so much joy to she's everything actually my she favorite does. Character on the show. Whether it's printing money or m- making gold pellets, she loves just like I love how so she stands ebullient. up. I love how it, she stands it, up for herself. Well, that's a great consistent thread throughout this season. It's very like hashtag Me Too. You know, they keep like bringing that's come up a few times where it's like they're making up for Denver and Stockholm, Denver and Monica falling in love while she was his (laughs) hostage. Now, what is Nairobi's skill set? Is she just like a project manager? Is that what she's really good at? She's like, she's the one that people on her side and she makes them productive. She feels no, she's the one that figures out how to actually, um, like I think before she she was like the counterfeiter, so she's the one that's going to figure out how to get the the money or the gold out or I like I like Alana's I think thing. she's like a production like a yeah yeah production she's in manager. charge of production mm-hmm. she's supposed to be the actual money like she's the counterfeiter really I really I, I think I, she's I'm both with she's yeah, like the she human was just the one working person. with the actual person who worked at La Moneda to do the counterfeiting like who, the money printer because they didn't count yeah, there was that old money. man was who was real the money, money printer yeah, we have to go back to that season. Either way, Fine. I think that's right. I think because she is very charismatic. I mean, he loved her. He wanted to leave with her. The money yeah. printer, remember, the he was man. like, I've never so worked for together. such an amazing boss. You were the best. <laughs> I, I hated my job until you came along. <laughs> and I think you're right. I think that is really Nairobi. She emerges as such a strong leader in that group, and that's probably why the professor has her in the... Because if the production part ever falls behind or, or breaks down... Right, she's the one who's in charge of essentially getting into the vault. Right, like there's other people who yeah. are specialists, but she is okay. So, project manager, something you need if you're robbing a bank. I'm with there you. Her. Go. All right, who is the LVP of this season? 
Tokyo, duh. It's always, it's like Rio slash Tokyo always. It's probably yeah, Rio because he's such a dummy. I mean, Helsinki did buy a satellite phone, he just didn't use it. Mm. Okay, so, so it's, it's both of their faults. Rio is so thirsty, I can't but, do with it. Like, it's Rio and Tokyo. I, Becky, I, you, I, my money's on Tokyo. She just, yeah. she, she fucks everything up. You <laughs> can't say very much because Becky's not there yet. Like, Tokyo, make up your mind. Do you love him or does he annoy you? Do you love him or does he annoy you? Just decide already. She's just mean. She's like a mean mind. person, you know? And she's unreliable and she's a hothead. I, I, and I can't I, even believe that you would put her in a robbery. Like, she I, fucks <laughs> everything one, up. What is, one thing, but the professor really trusts her, too, remember? Why? She, she was, like, the person who he trusted in the previous season. Yeah, well, he she, told her his she name. Is, that's, she is... Loyal, very loyal. She's stupid and makes dumb decisions. She is loyal to the overall plan and doesn't divert from what the professor says. So when like uh, Palermo is trying to like take things into his own head, she's like, "Fucking no! Like this is what he said to do. We do what he said." Like so, I guess like she is loyal in that sense. Uh, what about? But she's very pretty. I guess that's it. I like the way she says "harana." I just like that. <laughs> what does that even mean? Plus she's. Like, 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 um, I'm just thinking of other Spanish words to explain it, but that, that won't help. Um, like, it might. Um, Is it a curse word? Is it an insult? No, it's not. I'm going to look it up, actually. It's not. It's no, it's like, oh, um, uh, like madness or whatever or something like that. I'm going to look it up. All right, I have a question. How do you guys feel about Raquel 2.0, Alicia? <laughs> I think she fine. is too old to have a nose ring. <laughs> oh, no, here's what I was going to say. That's what I very think. Spanish. Well, I was pregnant with Miri. People have, like, often asked me, like, oh, like, did you feel like that slowed you down at work and it was harder? And I was like, no, it actually really made me feel like a boss. Like, I loved going in the room with my giant belly and being like, all right, everyone listen to me. I'm in charge. We're not. I'm, I'm, Wait, we're not what? talking about... That's not Raquel. No, I'm saying that. So what I like about Alicia is that she's, like, super pregnant, and she's like, I'm an evil boss lady, sociopath, and I'm hugely she's, pregnant, too. She's I fucking nuts. like that. Yeah. I love it. I, like, she's love that sociopath. she's doing that while pregnant. I feel like it, like, ups the ante of her intensity. So... I think that's a cool little character twist they, they give I, her. I, I like the balance between Raquel 2.0 and Alicia. I like the fact that Raquel couldn't cut it and was a pretty emotional person in the end, right? Like, to your point, even when she solved it, she decided to do something that was more emotional. Alicia is happy to see, like, these people not only die but suffer. I just, I find it a bit much that it's like, or you can be a passionate, like in the end, go with your heart woman who fucks up an investigation, or you're a sociopath who well, gets the job done. <laughs> Obviously. They're like, make her pregnant, so. but she's 47 in real life. She's a very established, famous Spanish actress. She's and fantastic. Alicia? Yeah. And so there's like a bit of a disconnect from like seeing her in this role and then her pregnancy, but she's fabulous. So she's she's great. Is she really yeah. pregnant? Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Because maybe they have um, something younger, which is very cool. Yeah. No, it, it it is. I just as if you know her from Spanish movies, it's not 
like it's odd that she'd be playing younger because you know how old she's been in the other movie she's been in. Good thing but, I'm not Spanish. Yeah, um, but I love the I do love the juxtaposition having had Raquel type character who seems like in general kind of a mess, and then Alicia who's like. Hey, let's get to, let's get to most improved in most improved right. player. Becky, very who's your most improved. Okay, so I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball because I feel like I know what a couple of other people are going to say, and it's a great answer. Are you going to say Arturo? I knew you were going to say Arturo. (laughs) Oh, my favorite. (laughs) That's actually great. No, mine is, get ready for it, Berlin. Mine too. Okay. Ow, you guys. I hated Berlin so much in the first season, and by the second season, you get to know him, and it's so exciting to see him now in the third season in all these flashbacks behaving in the way that you hate Berlin. but understanding his depth of character and so appreciating it so much more. So I think, Shai, you and I were talking and I had said, I'm really impressed with the show. Like, overall, loving the third season. Loved it. I'm very impressed with a show that had major characters die that people kind of hated. And one of them was like, yeah, fine, you can sacrifice yourself. They bring him back in the third season and he's one of the better characters. Yeah. You're like, that's but, really good writing. So I, I, and, and I'll pat myself on the back, I figured out i don't know when but very very early that he early was, that they were brothers that they were brothers the, oh i did yeah, yeah i called lily up and i'm like those two are brothers when they sang that song and i'm like why else would they know each other so well and i think that that's exactly right is berlin is a character when you have his backstory and his depth he's familiar he's cool he's interesting there's more to him you, you we saw him when he was at the end of his life desperate dying all of those things now we're seeing when he had more joie de vivre and he was more of a and charismatic he was in love. i i don't feel like we don't know what ends up happening with that that's but he true. clearly had, was in love with somebody that that's oh, true she, she'll be back in season four I think she's so gonna play an important four? part. I thought they were only doing season three. They, they can't. The Becky, oh, the way it ends. I told you I was gonna screw something. No, up. no, 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 no. no, no. There no. isn't we only season three, out. Becky. But remember, season one and two were one season split in half. This is essentially one season split. In half. God, I need more. I was like, but, I can't just have eight we, episodes. We, we, we have to wait another year. It's torture. No, I they, one they, they're already filming it. They're already filming it. Or, oh, they're already. Or they filmed it already. Yeah, I don't. I think it's. I mean, I don't know when it's coming, but it. You know, it's not just, like it's not like Game of Thrones. We're not going to wait three years. I, I also just quickly, I feel like there's the the first and second by part one and part two, if you will, are not perfect. There's episodes that lag. There's yeah. stuff that's slow. They're by no means perfect. And you're thinking, okay, these are now going to be in the hands of somebody else. Netflix is in charge. They can have a chance to just speed it up, make it great. Whatever they bring us, we love. Or they could just screw it up and we'll love it anyways because we love these characters. I'm genuinely impressed that I was on the edge of my seat. Okay, so you know what my, I have wait, hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm making a point on the tale of what Lily said, which is that in seasons one and two, what's very important but what slows it down is the level of detail they give us of how every single item that they use ends up in the bank. and how, You know what I mean? Like the yeah. whole setup. What I like about this season is that I already know their masterminds. I don't need to know how they get uh. a decompression tank in the bank. That's oh, yeah. fine. Put it there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. The less yeah. details of them hanging good. out doing heist things, the amount of like, exposition on the heist is too much for it's, me already. It's cute when they're you all in class that together. It. That was one of the things I loved about the show is how you see everything play back in. Like when he explains the plan Chernobyl and then they, they have to enact the plan Right, Chernobyl. I just think like, they, I, love I, think that was cool. I love it too. That was, Chernobyl, I getting like to see Chernobyl was it, awesome. They're, I just think they're doing it faster 
and they just punchier because Good. we've already gone through we already it. Know. With yeah. we and, and the original episodes were longer and they were sliced up for the American market, but, right? Yeah. And and these are yeah. now made for like the American length of shows. Um, so yeah. they also But I think they're doing a really successful job of the flashbacks be- flashbacks between three different time periods. Yes. And I like how they're like weaving it in sort of like I feel like last time you would find out about the plan and then you would wait like sometimes maybe even an entire episode to see them enact that yeah. plan. And this time it's sort of happening like simultaneously. It's a, it's a, snap- really like. it's a snappier season. Okay, wait, who else I, has MVP? M- so my MIP my, my MIP is I'm going to go deep. On hell. I think poor Angel, who got in that horrible accident, crying after Raquel. I think that a he's a far more capable cop this time. Okay, well I got to see what happens in these last two episodes. I mean, let's say he's not a main character, but he's a far more capable cop this time. That's number one. Number two, I think that I think that I'm not sure if he's going to get turned at the end, but I think he's going to be the person. Don't don't spoil. No, well, no, I, be, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying that I think that he will be critical to something between him and Raquel will be critical to them escaping. That, I agree. That, that relationship is not untied. Like, they're, you know, is, they're not going to leave that untied. And I think that, that there is resolution that he needs to seek that they're going to give us. And I really like seeing the character back and healthy and being a good cop. Okay. Alana? I, I agree with Becky, Berlin, because he's just one of those characters that, like, I, I thought they crafted him so well. He was so detestable that yeah. that 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 it makes him this amazing character that you actually end up like I, I don't know if love is the right word, but like he's so bad and so evil that you really like him. That like I, I don't know, just and I I thought it was like this breath of fresh air to see him back. Like when the first flashback happened, I was like, oh, they found a way to bring Berlin back, and I I just love seeing him. To me, it's not really, it's not a show without him. So that, they've um, established that. You're totally right. I don't think they can do it without him because he really and he's one. I don't know. I can't really tell because of the language, but to me, he's one of the stronger actors. He is. He 100 percent is one of the better actors. And I was a bit nervous when I saw like this Palermo guy in the show. I was like, oh, they just got like a new Berlin. Come on, guys. And they didn't. Berlin is still with us. They just have like a more psycho maybe loose cannon version, but it's not a replacement because Berlin is still there. Um, my MIP, I guess it's a kind of a copy. I, I, I like, copy, yeah. I like Palermo and what they've done with him, but it's interesting to me that part of his team needs an old friend who is borderline psychotic to be on the team. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, like I mean, there's so many, only so many trustworthy criminals, you know, I guess. And that, that I believe. If he's their old he friend and he needs them. better than anyone. Yeah. Right. He yeah. Yeah. the plan. Now, Tatiana, she's going to come she's back. She's coming back. Um, <laughs> but my MIP was, was going to be Helsinki. But the more I thought about it, it's the de- uh, like head of the investigation, not the negotiator. Oh, I love it. Right. And he's most improved because he was Prieto, who has some sort of dental issue, and he was the worst. Prieto, you and mean they, Spanish Frank Langella? Yes, exactly, Prieto. And so he's the worst. A dental issue is going to keep him out of the head like a crown. He also seems to be having a nervous breakdown. Well, he and so he failed at this he, once. They brought in a bigger right. guy. And they keep, like, patting him on the shoulder and putting, like, a blanket around him. And so <laughs> he needs to go home and take a pill 
And I love the guy that they replaced him with, so he's definitely improved. Um, because I don't know if it translates well into the English subtitles, but because you guys are watching it in Spanish, right, with English subtitles? Of course. The only, the only way, to, way to watch it. His, the shtick that also, he says. Also, everybody on this podcast understands a little bit of Spanish. so it's Right. Like... I just double triple checking. But the shtick that he has and the things that he says when he's getting, like, hot and bothered and, like, a, a super frustrated are so funny. He's just uh, hilarious. They upgraded the villains really well. Sometimes I find when you have a show a series and you have a great villain in season one or season two and then they they have to bring in a new villain for the next season and right. they're just never able to capture the villainy again they did an yeah. amazing job this time like i think is really good I, I think about a show like justified i don't know if you guys watched justified all at the end but justified season two and season three villains were amazing and they never got, they, they had good villains but they never got it back again so the stakes never felt as high whereas i'm really scared of alicia and Tamayo, because of his political savviness, is concerning. All right, Becky. I, Becky, do you want final words before we switch to spoilers? This is our most respectful spoiler episode we've ever done for anyone who's listening. Now we're like doing a clear. All right, now you're going to move into spoil. Well, I guess just my spoilers, but I'm going to like finish it today. So at least I'll. Anyway, before, Becky, before you leave, I ha- there's one one scene that I kind of take issue with in the show. <laughs> is I hated when they have the um the 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 dudes bodyguards when they capture them and they're sending like video footage back to the cops. I hate that they make them sing that Bella Chow song. I feel like they totally cheapened that moment. It was like this beautiful super powerful moment from the first season with Berlin and and the professor singing it together and then they used it again and I really didn't like it. Oh, that's a really good point. They're kind of like degrading something that was very meaningful in an earlier season and maybe they thought they were paying homage but it's really degrading the memory. I, I think Bella Chow is it's their anthem and it's like the revolutionaries making the captors sing their anthem so it's like they're humiliating them i think it's possible people knew that that song was the theme song of the money heisters by then and so that's how that's why i would buy it because i think it's something that hostage takers would do that being said I, i take i take your point that that movement is so powerful. You don't want to like every time something happens, everybody sings Bella Ciao. Right, because they used it twice actually mm-hmm. in this season. They did. They did use it twice. Yeah, right, maybe but it's their it's their victory yeah. cry for sure. All right, you guys. Good luck, listeners. Peace stick out, around Becky. for spoilers. Bye. 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 All right, Becky's off. All right, spoilers. Nairobi dies, or seemingly no, dies. No, say it isn't so. She can't die. Did she die? I mean, Shai's like, did she? And I'm like, yes, she did. Come <laughs> on, guys. I also wondered, maybe, there's a chance. Come you on. Only, you only, Raquel doesn't die. You, <laughs> yeah, what if they get the bullet out, Alana? You are, Alana is married to a medical professional who okay. has performed you many surgeries. You ask your doctor husband if, is he a doctor? You said medical professional. Yes, he's, he's okay. a doctor. I don't know yeah, if he's, he could says, be a nurse. don't take out the bullet. <laughs> okay. First of all, he says don't take out the bullet. Second of all, it seems like even whatever the bullet seems to be a moot point, she is in bad shape. She's and I'm pretty sure she dies on screen 
and we see it. So I don't know why she wouldn't be dead. So the well, I love I that Helsinki stands with her. I think that, that Raquel is dead. But I knew she He's wasn't dead. I knew I, they were going to fake I, You I, knew, right? I think they did you really think she was dead? No, I thought she was dead. I thought they did a double oh, no. death, and I was like, oh, no, no, wow. I knew that they... I did not realize that Suarez... I, I was like, Suarez is too dumb to have thought about it on on his own. So I'm like, how how are they tricking the professor? Because there's no way that Suarez kills her. But then it made perfect sense that Alicia's in his ear being like, mess with him. He can hear her pretend. And I was like, okay, now I... If they just had Suarez come up with that on his own, I would have been like, that's so dumb. So I'm glad it was backed up with like a way smarter investigator. That was very cool. And I, and yeah, and I feel like, and I think it's awesome that she gets caught. Like, I, I mean, I'm obviously rooting for them, but it makes the story so much more interesting. They, they, yeah, they, that Custino that really fucked her. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those guys were terrible. But it's also, they they would have been too much, right? They got the good luck with the campesinos that helped them right. with, the, with the RV and, you know. And, but also, also like, them. well, I mean, they weren't going to, like, go to jail for it. They already got their money. Um, but But the thing is that, for how smart the professor is, they were able to find the signal. Spain is not that big. It's basically like being like, they're in Southern California and just drive around and look for an RV. Like it's it's not that big a space and they're going back and forth in an RV. I feel like they could have evaded the police a little bit better, the yeah. two of them. But they needed to be by the beach, right? Because... They I, I don't know. I thought the beach So they could swim of... with their clothes on. Right. Other than that, I don't see why they need to be by the beach. Is that a thing in the show? I love how they have, like, safe houses and ambulances and fake cars, switches and stuff, but none of that seemed to help. Their plan of climbing trees was awesome, except she can't climb trees. So, <laughs> it was her crampons. Her crampons, her crampons. malfunctioned. <laughs> that, that was amazing. Them hiding in the trees was incredible. I, so I think, I think ultimately Nairobi's dead for a couple of reasons. One... Well, you called it, Shai. You were you texted me. You're like, "Where's what's the point of her story?" And I was like, "Wait for it. They just kill her. Don't worry." Well, I, so one of the signs a character is going to die when you watch enough TV is that their story <laughs> is seemingly finished. Where the only thing that could end, like, fix their story, would be some sort of incredible act of God, that that you know, a Deus ex machina, if you will. And in Nairobi's case, especially once her son was discovered. I, like, there's no way out for her at that point because her son's always going to be really important. But also, as they said in the show, she's the heart of the team. And and now that we bring in Alana's theory about how she is the like the the true good no, no, leader. No, Alana's right. It's not a theory. That, okay, Alana's explanation <laughs> that she is the that that that's why Alicia went to Nairobi, right, and, and took her out. So that makes sense. No, the other well, part of that because she could. Because she figured out something yeah, about she her. found her weakness. I, I think yeah, nobody also, else as much has as, a weakness. As much as the show could be considered a guilty pleasure, I think it is now good enough that they would not do a double fake out. They can't fake out the death of two characters in the same scene. So right. one of them is going to have to die. I was like, I give them credit because she, like, it's like a killing a Sansa Stark. Like, yeah, which they would never do. Character. They killed a beloved, like, important character in the show that you would not... At this point, I, I put my money on when I, the season started. I was like, none of the main characters are going to die. Come I thought on. so, like, too. They, they're I not going to so kill too. them. And they did, and I'm like, damn. Damn. And, and you got to respect that, the show. To me, that also makes me think that they're 
this is I don't know if they're gonna do a fifth season, but I'm not sure after a fourth season. I don't really want to. I will say this: I'm sad. I can yes. watch another a conclusion of this story without Nairobi Agreed. alive. But then we're Agreed. done. But I'm not we're watching done. a new heist right. without her. We got exactly. put it to bed at that point. You yeah. can't make the same show over that over. many times. Well, right. And and that is my big complaint about this season is that is that it is so much a replica of the other one. Like it it's they did so much of the same stuff that if they did another episode, they would have to strip out some of the characters and have a totally new type of heist. But yeah. but our dear so there's a, a a dear friend of ours who is a listener of the podcast and but also a co-host uh, of mine on the Gold Nerds podcast. Her name is Alana Alana Lons, not Ilana, which is you with an A. And and, and I get called Lans. Oh, you do. Okay, there you well, go. The Canadian version of Lons. Oh, okay, there you go, Lans. So there you go. So Lons, Lons, who is the American version of Lance. She, when I tweeted about what the heck, why are they even doing this bank robbery? She made a really important point in general about TV is that like one of the rules of shows is that if you have a particular way of solving things, then you, you go and you, you, you rob the bank again. Becky raised that earlier too. I went to see Hobbs and Shaw, the Fast and the Furious movie, and mm-hmm. it reminded me that those rules do hold true because those guys find a way to like race some cars and speed them around, even if it has nothing to do with whatever's it's a story. going on. So, so I am now. What bothered me at first, I'm now okay with. All right, who is going to die next? Not necessarily who's going to not survive, but who dies next? I mean, I don't know. My money might be on the professor. Really. I you see I don't know if he'll die but I I did write in the notes that Shai was like and who's you know gonna have to do an operation on somebody else the next time and I wrote I don't know but but the professor is going to get his hands dirty shit is about to get real for him because that was Palermo's criticism about his criticism and he's about to get in it now yeah and so I don't know if that means he dies the ultimate sacrifice for his equipo. Oh, right. yeah, or he kills for Raquel. Or he kills for Raquel. I could see I could see either one happening. Now, he hasn't had... Now, again, the ethics of this is are all strange to me. The police officers who are sent in to raid the place, they are not part of the government conspiracy. They're probably not even making a lot of money to do this. And he has his team shoot a bazooka at them and burn them all alive at one point. Yeah, now, that was a little questionable. Now, the, what I love, though, in the show was that they actually recognized that because it was Alicia getting them to attack first for the first time. Right. And so at least they recognize that there. But they, they killed a whole bunch of police in the previous season. Nobody right. seemed to Let's be not, concerned about yeah, that. Yeah, forget that. Okay, so uh, I think... They're that, not good people. Like That's a good but reminder. But you love them anyway. You love them anyway because it's our, right, our fantasy to be part of this team. And this it's so it's so ridiculous and fun. But yeah, at the heart of it, they're, they're not... It would be unrealistic if they made it through these three seasons without killing anybody. They're not good people. So I think the next to die is I'm gonna go with I've been bouncing this around in my head. You know there's Do one not of those, say Denver. No, 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 no. You know there's that random guy on the team with the earrings? He was one of the Bogota? people they pulled out of the crowd. No, not Bogota. He's like Marseille. The... No, not Marseille. Like, he's just like a young guy. He's got earrings. Oh, yes. Spiky he's hair. the one that pretends to be a hostage, yeah, but yeah. he's helping with the I think, with I think the he's the next one to die. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I mean, they're gonna I think they're gonna off someone else, but it's gonna be someone we don't care about. Somebody insignificant. Yeah. What about you, Lana? I said the professor. Oh, the professor. Oh, Lily. Who do you think is gonna die? 
I don't know if anybody else is going to bite it this season. I mean, sorry, next season. Okay. I mean, if he was Rio, I wouldn't care. If it was Rio, Although I was Rio at a, was my other yeah, choice. I was at a restaurant, though, like the next day after finishing it, and I shit you not, there was a guy sitting, like a young dude sitting at a table behind us, and I was like, oh my god, look, it's Rio. And I got, like, all flustered. Uh, it could have been, like, his cousin or something. Um, so I'm like, I guess I do really like Rio in the end. Um, I'm now officially going to watch Elite. I keep saying that I was going to watch it. You um, never watched it? I, had nev- I never got a chance to finish it. I watched, like, three or four episodes. Because um, I watched it with Jose at first. And then he kept being like, no, no, wait for me. And then would I wouldn't end up. And now I'm just going to watch it without him. Like, I, I need I to just it. finish it. I, no, no, I, it's I, definitely I didn't, a lot I didn't of fun. get a chance to watch Elite. Okay. Now let's go ships. Relationships always very important to us. Let's talk about ship prediction. I'm going to put the three couples out there. What are your predictions for what's going to happen to them? Well, maybe Rio and Tokyo, Tokyo will finally be together if no, he's, now I that he's not. less thirsty. I want them to be done. I, I, I'm, I'm done with that storyline. You know, he finally took a stand, said, you're not a good person. I'm done with you. Let yeah. me get into that. Denver made a good point, though. He's like, you couldn't have fucking thought of doing this like two days from now. Oh, like, yeah. That is. But once you have the balls to do it, let him stick with it. Oh, yeah. Sure. No, that I was agree. great. Are you kidding? The guy'd been tortured. And if his one conclusion is that this woman is bad for him, God bless him. Good for yeah, him. I agree. Well, I have to say, in, yeah. in terms of relationships, there's a couple of things that I didn't buy. The first is, like, I didn't buy that Helsinki is in love with Palermo. Does he want to maybe boom, boom, chow with him? Okay. But he's not in love with him. I didn't buy that. That was a bit much. That, 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 was, that was a bit much. And was Nairobi in love with Helsinki? Or no. they were, like, yeah, best friends and she would have, like, lived they with him? They say she was. Have kids with him and have a family with him and live I think she said, like, hypothetically she would. Yeah. Because she loves him so much. But I think she's known, like, who he is and about him from the beginning. And I don't think she is the type to, like, fall in love with a guy she can't get. I, I, like, I feel like. I mean, I think they make it seem like she was in love with him. But, yeah, that she knows that she. I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're like BFFs. Yeah. Um, and was it Shy or was it, was, who was it that said that maybe like Oslo and Helsinki could have been partners were and they? not? I don't remember. I, I don't, oh, or, maybe they were but, brothers. Okay. Were I don't they remember bro- Oslo. I thought they were brothers and, and Shy was like, well, or were they lovers? And I was like, I don't know. No, I don't remember. I, I think brothers Never makes specific. more sense because I think his, now that we see how sensitive Helsinki is, I think he would have been more broken up by that. I mean, I don't remember exactly when he dies, but I think they just, like, bury him and they move on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I. What about Monica and Denver? Do you think they stick together and they survive? Yeah, yeah I think a big test, and it was great when they, I, the fact that Arturito runs back in, that's one of the best scenes of the show, is when he comes back in to the bank, the oh, reserve yeah. or whatever. I mean, it was I insane, but I expected it. It was so funny, and I and I like that they keep him in the show, like he, his yeah. and the fact that he becomes this speaker and he's so self righteous. That was a right. great way to start the show. Also, it was fantastic. Exactly, it, it was the best twist right. of the where now, are they now type the, thing. The profess- but I'm just saying that that proves that Monica is like Denver all the way. Just yeah. like get away from me. That that's a good point. And her son is Cincinnati. Cincy, hilarious. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> I wonder how they picked that. Two Spaniards, Lily? Like, how would they... Because they were like, like, Cynthia... They, they I think be... they wanted to find a way to justify naming him the name of a city. 
Because they obviously were going to name him a city, and then Cynthia led to Cincinnati. Ah, okay, <laughs> got it. All right, now the professor and Lisbon, a.k.a. Raquel, will they continue I think on? they're done. I think they're done. I don't know. I don't I see how they can be together. If he doesn't bite the dust, they'll, they'll stay together. I agree. Okay. I think they stay together. I don't think this show is going to break all three of those couples up. But um, And I think Rio and Tokyo are done. Okay, now let's say, now, Alana, your husband is a surgeon, correct? Correct. He just walked in, so we can consult. And, if and the show... Is he a doctor or a surgeon? He is an eye surgeon, Lily. So I wanted to ask about Palermo... Eyeball surgeon. The, he's he, a, he is an... Well, technically he, technically, he doesn't actually operate on the eyeball itself, but the areas around the eye. So, like, the bones, the tear ducts, the eyelids, that kind of well, stuff. If, if, but he knows about eyeball surgery. So, so but, is but, he trained but, in eyeball surgery? No, no, he's an ophthalmologist. He trained in eyeball surgery, then he specialized in, you know... Gotcha. So in the, I'm not sure in the show, on this, pe- we're talking exclusive eyeball here, Jay. So I gotta find a different well, eyeball look, surgeon. In the show, Nairobi is the most experienced surgeon. So I would love a surgeon's opinion on, or a wife of a surgeon's opinion on <laughs> a the amount of surgery that's performed by these guys and B specifically the eye surgery with Palermo that is like terrifying to me when they pull the glass out of his eye and one of his eyes sort of working and the other one has an eye patch and he's got like Denver walking him around yeah Can, none could of the people... medical stuff on the show makes any sense whatsoever uh, what about when like the the director of the of the of the bank like smashes his head and he's about to go into cardiac arrest and she just keeps injecting him with more epinephrine with more and more epinephrine and then he wakes up and he's fine that guy would have severe brain damage oh really oh okay yeah okay <laughs> that's terrifying I mean and also he seems to just be like clapping in the background but he just had like ten heart attacks exactly that's exactly my point hey Jace what do you think about the eye surgery they did on Palermo from a from an actual medical doctor, he says it's a hundred percent realistic. Shay, I just heard him. The show is very realistic. <laughs> uh, it, it's reasonable to pull uh, pull glass particles out of somebody the surface of somebody's eye, and uh, that would make them a lot more comfortable. I can't remember the exact details. There might have been some fishy stuff there, but you know, it's but the, the person would would be needed to be heavily sedated to survive that. Because, like, I've had, or, like, a piece of dust in my eye and can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> a good eye drop that numbs the surface could do it. But okay, so not, not they had a lot of stuff that. in that medical bag, so it's possible. He's saying it's have... realistic. They're okay. prepared for now, all could, eventualities. Could yeah. a non-surgeon pull the glass out, or would you have to know what you were doing? There's a lot of danger to it, but they could. They could. Okay. Especially if they had any kind of magnifying glass or slight assistance with it. She had but, a tweezer and a magnifying glass. Yeah, it is It is possible. It's not crazy. And if in that situation, that might be necessary to try. Yeah, you yeah. guys should see the kind of shit that goes down in this house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, the eye... The, now, the, one of the most scariest parts is when they show how his vision is damaged. Will his vision be damaged permanently, or is there stuff that could happen, <laughs> especially for a guy with a lot of gold... That would either help him heal or surgery or something? That depends on why his vision is damaged. If it's uh, 
Yeah. There are a lot of reversible. Of eyes. Did you not see the show? <laughs> I did. So, but just flashing the surface wouldn't do terrible. There are a lot of reversible ways so where his vision could come back. If he had some bleeding in the eye, that can clear. If his cornea got cloudy because there was glass in it, that could clear. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So there's I'm behind the shot. Okay, so. this is important. Now, Chances are good. Now, what about Nairobi? Is she dead? I know that's not eye surgery. That's like artery, <laughs> heart, trauma surgery. But I'm sure you did some ER stuff. I I don't think my training equips me to answer that question. <laughs> okay. Also because she dies, so I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I think Jason could agree that if she died on the show, then, then she's probably dead. You can hear my medical legal medicine talking, though, you know. <laughs> hey, he, did, he actually did an ER rotation at the Montreal General, so. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that's say, why he knows nothing about emergency medicine. <laughs> it, looks like, it looked like she's dead. I hope not, but it looked like she's dead. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that, I mean, could we have asked for a better way to end our... <laughs> And expertise, fact-checking <laughs> We just basically need someone that works at the reserve to talk about, is it realistic that that room fills with all that water? That is that a real thing? I, I Next on Friday Night Movie, must we need be, to find that. Must be based on something. That's but, pretty cool, but though. But the whole risk of it was very confusing to me. I, I'm like, why? Because because there's a movie, The Score, with Robert De Niro and Edward Edward Norton and and Marlon Brando right before he died. And the whole premise of that is they pump water into a safe in order to blow it up. And that and everyone's fine with that. It's a smaller safe, but yeah. And what about when they blow a hole in the wall and the guy's like in the chamber too, like just hiding behind some gold bricks? Like, eh, that didn't really. I didn't buy that either. Okay. Science okay. All, right. All right. Before we head out. Um, uh, shout outs and or recommendations Alana as our guest you can go first um, let me think um, and consult my list because I thought about this ahead of time um, you're already more um, prepared than Becky for this show <laughs> um, I haven't finished Stranger Things um, so and I haven't listened to your episodes because I didn't want spoilers but that's what I'm currently watching um, I really enjoyed um, yesterday the movie oh the I was just like, you know, I'm kind of a lifelong Beatles fan, and it was again back to nostalgic piece. But it was just, it was like I'm a sucker for that director too. I love his movies. Yeah. Um, and um, I'd like to give a shout out to cousin Vanessa just because I feel like I should. (laughs) You're in the the verse. You're in the Friday Night Movie (laughs) verse. Um, I've never met cousin Vanessa, but um, she's great. She's very tall. Um, and then I'll also shout out to uh, to my 90210 watching posse from last night, Shoshana, Jen, Jill, and Naomi, who, you know, were with us, with me through the thick and the thin of the 90210, and we, you know, debriefed weekly about it. So it was nice to it was nice to do that again. And um, shout out to you guys. This was awesome. I think I heard about this podcast on our very first trip to Williamsburg before it was even I when think. it was just an idea when you hadn't started it yet. So it's a very big honor for me to be here with you guys, and it's been Thank a lot of fun. For being here. Thank and you for, so much. For getting a consult, a medical consult <laughs> for our podcast. That's huge. It's our first. I mean, um, you got to understand when we, when someone in our family knows a doctor, we abuse that privilege. Definitely. Like, <laughs> watch out for those texts. Let's <laughs> be clear, Lily. Even, let's be clear, though. Surprise. You want a, a surprise ending, Lily? Do you know who the person in our family who has bothered Jason most for medical advice? Allie. She's always getting Don't stuff in her contacts, it. and we'll text him and be like, I got something stuck <laughs> in my contacts. What do I do? Hilarious. Uh, Lily, what about you, Rex? I feel like we're uh, in a similar Rex. 
I don't think so. I don't think so. The boys. Oh, I'll, I mean, sure. I was going to let you wreck that because I feel like you uh, started before me. But I just watched that uh, first episode last night. And that is, uh, it's fantastic. I love it. I actually woke up this morning. It's rare that I, I woke up this morning thinking about it because the ending of that first episode got me. I was impressed that I was a bit shocked. And it's dark. So... I feel like it's, you know, fun to see some superhero stuff that's actually quite serious and dark and reflects society and but, scary but ways. But it's not dark for the sake of being dark. I think it no, is no, a no, really just, interesting societal comment. I, I see it dark in the sense that it's funny and has some, like, cute moments and uppity and it's about, like, adorable superheroes in modern times. And then there's some aspects of it that are very, you know killing and murder and stuff like that and then you're like oh wait okay it's like an adult show that's you know serious so in that sense it's dark but it's not over the top but i definitely like have to keep recommending why well, i'm in general you say but flea bag to, again i'm like, st- I'm no. like i can't handle another flea bag recommend no, no no i meant um because i've recommended the season one but I'm, I'm in the middle of season two of killing eve um i don't know if I, other people are into season two as much as i am it has an artistic feel to it so it's not a straightforward like cop killer assassin show there is a level of like blurring lines and the sexuality to it that's offbeat um but i think it's fantastic i'm hooked love that show so enjoying uh, season two awesome all right well and uh, where can people follow you lil they can follow me on Twitter, which it's like two weeks running. I've been tweeting. You've been tweeting so, up a storm. Okay. Um, chi Chi, C H I, C H I, K, as in Corman or Kellogg's. Gomez, as in Gomez Adams, at, not at, just Twitter. <laughs> chi Chi K Gomez. Uh, Alana, do you want people to follow you? I just have to change my fucking handles. I think it's easier. <laughs> I love your handle. Please don't change it. It's the amazing. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you can follow me, although you won't find much. I am um, on Instagram at iostentatious. But you're not on Twitter, right? Because I, I tried to Twitter. tweet at I can't, you. I can't handle another platform. <laughs> Lily just tweets at you, even though you're not there. <laughs> I checked like three times that uh, it no. wasn't you, so I did not end up including uh, you in uh, that tweet. All right, <laughs> and you can follow me at Pancake and the number four table, Pancake Four Table, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at, at Fry Night Movie on Twitter and Instagram. The theme song is by What Does It Eat, and it's going to kick in, and we dance, and we say goodbye. Bye. 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 Thank you. That was awesome. And I can call you when I make dinner later if you want. Maybe. Right. Maybe. I love you. All right. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Bye.